Welcome to another episode of the Reading the Bible Responsibly podcast. We're in the middle of a mini-series that we are calling... You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. And we're just talking about words that show up in the Bible that we might need to re-understand. Have you ever said or heard someone say, I'm humbled by this honor? Or people who say being humble is one of their strengths. We hear a lot of things like these. Well, first of all, congratulations on receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award at this year's Canadian Screen Awards. How does it feel to be receiving this honor? I feel humbled by it. I'm very humbled and I'm very grateful and gracious. I'm reminded of how humbled I am to receive such an honor. Is that an accurate way of talking about what it means to be humbled? Is being humbled something we should desire or even list as a point of pride? Let's talk about that word in today's episode. Let's start in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word is anah or anav, a couple of different forms of that, and it means bowed down, wretched, pitiful. It shows up in ways like Zechariah 10.2. The idols speak deceitfully. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore, the people wander like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. The word oppressed there is the Hebrew word for humble or pitiful. It is not a good state to be in. It's not desirable to be a sheep without a shepherd. Or Psalm 116.10, where the psalmist says, I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. Again, that's the word for humbled. Numbers 24, verses 23 through 24. Alas, who can live when God does this? Ships will come from the shores of Cyprus. They will subdue Asher and Eber, but they too will come to ruin. In fact, in related languages to Hebrew, so other ancient or Semitic languages, the word for humble can mean do violence to. So that's just an extreme version of the word oppress. And then we get this classic from Numbers 12, 3. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. I mean, is it humble to brag that you're humble? By the way, this is one of the statements that makes 100% Mosaic authorship of the Pentateuch a little bit complicated. But broadly, throughout the Old Testament, the word is used to talk about the poor and needy. Proverbs uses it almost exclusively this way, and it's used in contrast to the rich and the well-off. The New Testament carries on this meaning. The Greek word there is tapainos, and it shows up in passages like these, Luke chapter 1, verses 52 through 53, where Mary is singing her song about what's going to be different because Jesus is going to be on the scene. And she says about God, He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Look at these reversal of places in society, this reversal of fortunes. There's the contrast of the humble versus the rulers, which is the same as the contrast between the hungry versus the rich. So these two verses put together the humble and the hungry as opposed to rich rulers. John the Baptist uses similar language about Jesus in Luke 3, 5. He says that when Jesus comes, every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. And that word made low is the word humbled. So you get a bunch of opposites again. The valleys are filled, right? So that's the opposite of a valley once you fill it in. The mountains are made low. That's the opposite of a mountain. You bring it down. The bottom line is the act of being humbled 
is not necessarily pleasant. It involves being knocked off a pedestal. It's being debased. It's not, wow, I can't believe I got this honor. Understanding humility is important, and it matters because we are called to imitate the humility of Jesus. Paul says this clearly in Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and here's the key passage, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. But then look at verse 9 and following. Look what happens. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. There's that reversal of fortunes. He brings up the humble. I think this is stated most clearly in James chapter 4, verses 6 and following, where James says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humbling ourselves before God means lamenting our sins. Humility, or being humbled, is not modest pride. It is debasement, and yet it is the calling of every Christian. Thanks for your continued engagement with this mini-series. I appreciate each of you. If you haven't already, please follow, subscribe, and leave a rating and review, and share with a friend. Those three things continue to be really important and things for which I'm very grateful when you do them. Please continue to stay tuned as we continue this mini-series called... You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs>